In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. There were, there were two old guys, old guys, they had known each other all their lives, and they were best friends. But they argued about everything. They argued about the government, they argued about religion, they argued about sports, they argued about the weather. One day they were engaged in this particular argument, and it was getting pretty intense. One of them said something, ooh, and this other guy, another friend said, oh, you keep talking about that, you're going to go to hell. He said, what are you talking about, me? You haven't been to church in years. Talking about me? What about you? I bet you don't even know the Lord's Prayer. I do too. I bet you twenty dollars you can't say the Lord's Prayer. And I said, no. He paused. Now I lay me down to sleep. You got it. Here's your twenty dollars. Well. I hope that we know the Lord's Prayer better than that. Uh, every Sunday, every Sunday in the midst of our liturgy, I know you know this, but every Sunday we say it together. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if many of you say it, um, uh, if not every day, quite often. Prayer, prayer, prayer is one of the most meaningful, important things we can do. It's certainly something that we can learn more about and always improve on. The original disciples, that strange and wonderful group of men our Lord chose to help spread the gospel, wanted to know more about prayer. And part of the reason they wanted to know more about prayer is, is that from time to time they, they would see Jesus uh, disappear. Go apart, away, for some quiet time, alone with his father. In that time, Jesus was filling his soul with his father's presence and his heart with his father's love. And they could tell that. And so they said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Think about it. Those original disciples had this remarkable, wonderful opportunity to ask, to ask the Son of God to teach them to pray. And what Jesus said, Jesus' response to them was, was what we have come to call the Lord's Prayer. Jesus wanted his followers then and now to be able to navigate through the adversities of life, through the ups and downs of life, always sustained by a direct knowledge of God. And so in order to begin, Jesus knew that we needed to put ourselves, to, to, to literally put ourselves in the presence of God, and hence he said, begin with our Father. Now, God is our creator. 
but that sounds somewhat impersonal. And he's also our father, and he's connected to us in that personal way. So we are to say, our father who art in heaven, God to whom we are related is none other than the ruler of the universe, the Lord of heaven and earth. And we continue, hallowed be thy name. We need to approach God correctly. Granted, he is our father, and we are intimately connected with him. But if we address human royalty with a, with a, with the highest degree of respect, how much more should we address divine royalty, showing reverence to God's holy name? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That phrase, that part of the Lord's Prayer, gives us the opportunity of aligning ourselves with and in God's will, doing so for the expansion of his love and his ways. Give us this day our daily bread. Speaks to the provisions of heaven and reminds us that material provisions always has a spiritual foundation. And so then having addressed the basic need for provisions, we move on to another great spiritual need, perhaps the greatest spiritual need we all share in common, that liberating, healing power of forgiveness. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Here Jesus is teaching us to pray for something that none of us can ever attain by our own efforts, to pray for a forgiving heart. Forgiveness to us, forgiveness from us. Lead us not into temptation. We all know how much we need God's help in resisting temptation. Temptations are real. Temptations are attractive or they wouldn't be so tempting. And we need God's help in choosing the better way. And deliver us from evil. We ask God to protect us from allowing ourselves to participate in anything that is unethical, immoral, or malicious. Having done these things, having said these things in just this one prayer, having 
taken these steps in the presence of God, we then can genuinely say from our heart, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Can we give God the glory for any successes we might have in life, or do we always continue to insist on our own bragging rights? Prayer is powerful. Prayer is necessary. You probably have heard this before about Abraham Lincoln, but once upon a time, Abraham Lincoln said, I have been driven to my knees so many times by the overwhelming conviction that I simply had nowhere else to go. Nowhere else to go but to his knees. To his knees. I'm sure most of you know that old axiom has to do with real estate, a very, very important aspect of real estate. Location, location, location. Well, the three most important aspects of living the Christian life are prayer, prayer, prayer. Doing so, however you do it, wherever you do it, whenever you do it, prayer, speaking, listening, however, always doing so with an awesome sense of God's majesty and with a passionate desire to follow his ways.